Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products, but nothing seemed to work for them. I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. And they try the art supports. It's a light up moment. You see their face brighten up. They go from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. For over 25 years, the Good Feet Store and our art support specialist have been helping folks live the life they love without foot, knee, hip, or back pain getting in the way. That's why this job is so important. They're helping people, getting back into the activities that they've wanted to do for a long time, doing the things that they love to do with their Good Feet Art Supports. We're able to help them and take them from the pain to the possibilities, and I love it. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Before we begin our show today, I want to send out special prayers to all of those who lost family members and friends to the pandemic that's going on in our country today, COVID-19. I also want to send out special prayers to all of the first responders and all of those who are on the front line of trying to serve us every day to give us a normal life, whether it's the gas station attendant, whether it's the grocery store gal or girl or guy that's uh, packing our bags or who's pumping our gas or at the pharmacy. We must thank all of those that are putting their lives on the line every day by coming to work and giving us the necessary services that we need. I also want to send out special prayers to not only those who have lost loved ones to police violence, but also all of the family members that have lost police officers and EMTs um, as a result of violence. Today we have a special guest in the studio. His name is Aaron Pettigrew. He's a blue-collar worker that wants to stand up for the American people. And he's running because he he believes that the modern vision of the United States of America, with the potential of this ever-changing technology and scientific revolution, 
while holding on to the spirit of the Declaration of Independence. We the people can truly keep this republic the best and strongest the world has ever known. I'm proud and happy to invite into the studio U.S. Senate candidate for Tennessee, Mr. Aaron Pettigrew. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, Chauncey. How you doing today? And ditto on those prayers. Uh, amen. You know, we have to do our prayers first. Amen. You know, that's the that's something as conservatives that we hold dear is our freedom of religion and belief in God and the Constitution. Uh, Aaron, can Absolutely. you please... Yes, sir. Please uh, share with my audience a little bit about your background and how we got to today, you being a candidate in Tennessee for the U.S. Senate. All right. Well, to start with, this is actually my second time around. I originally launched my first campaign back before uh, Bob Porker stepped out of the race in uh, the 2018 race for this office. And uh, I uh, was actually preparing for it starting all the way back in 2012. Um, I uh, We uh, had some issues with, uh, I believe it was one of the school shootings back uh, that year, and we were having issues with the uh, uh, high magazine ban, high capacity magazine ban and some other things. And one of our senators, uh, in fact, the one that I'm trying to replace on this election, um, was one of the ones that helped Harry Reid get that uh, get that high capacity magazine ban to the floor. And then he turned around and voted against it, uh, claiming that he was trying to uh, get it um, get it on the floor for, to put Democrats on record, which it did, and you know it did help us uh, take the House in, in the following or take the Senate in the following uh, elections. But um, after that, I decided that it was time for somebody who has a blue collar perspective to step up. I, uh, I'm a truck driver. I have been a truck driver now for 16 years. Uh, I've got over 2 million miles under my belt, getting close to, uh, two and a half. God bless you. And I, uh, well, you know, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to serve. You know, it, um, I've, I've always been a person who's enjoyed serving people in some form or another. I tried to serve in the military, but physically wasn't able to stay in. I uh, have uh, done various service jobs, and, and the ones where I'm really making a difference, even if it's unseen, those do- those jobs are the ones that have always made me the happiest. And trucking is no exception. Um, but over over the course of that time, now I've always been a conservative. Uh, let let me uh, back up a little bit again. I've always been a, a conservative. Um, I grew up under Reagan, and I always liked him. Of course, back then it was more because of the sense of humor and just his general charm and stuff like that. Uh, being a kid, but over over the years, I uh, you know stayed in the conservative side of things uh, from uh, during the. Uh, first Bush administration with uh, George H.W. Bush uh, starting to listen to Rush Limbaugh and going on from there. I've always had a, a conservative view of things, 
And I've also always had a good understanding of constitutional liberty. And um, because of that, you know, I've carried that on through. Um, I've been a talk radio fan most of my life. Never really was much for uh, TV news and uh, TV information sources. And, um, you know, uh, when, when, when the time came that I decided it was time for somebody different to step up, and I realized that I was a pretty good choice for that, I started studying and preparing to serve in the position. Uh, I wasn't ready when Lamar Alexander, uh, his last term came up, but I was ready starting around 2017, and that's when I launched my first campaign. Um, in, the, in that campaign, I only spent $1,200, and I got over 100,000 votes in the primary against Marsha Blackburn. Now, um, part of that... You know, part of that was because in that particular race, her and I were the only two qualified candidates. Um, so, you know, a career politician is going to run up against some uh, some objections. Now, uh, in uh, 2018, after the presidential race, and um, when the House uh, had ended up taking over the uh, was taken over by the Democrats, uh, Lamar Alexander announced in December that he was going to retire and not run again after this term. So I was considering actually backing another candidate from the previous race, and when he didn't um, step up to go ahead and start taking some action, that's when I decided, okay, it was time for me to go ahead and run again. And since then, I've been you know, storming social media as best I can, you know, without having a whole lot of money under my belt. And, you know, I still believe I'm the best choice, even with as many qualified candidates as Tennessee has this time around. Aaron, I want to say thank you so much for your service. People do not understand and know unless they have a truck driver in their family. And I've had friends and my brother was a truck driver uh, that we would not have the way of life that we have today if it weren't for truck drivers. If you guys stop moving, the whole industry of food, produce, everything will shut down. So my heart and prayers goes out to you and the work that you do uh, for America. A tough job being on the road over uh, 2 million miles or 200,000 miles, which were 200 million. How many miles again? I'm, I'm, I'm close to 2.5 million miles. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot on the road, and that's a lot of service uh, serving the American people, and I wanted to say thank you. You talked about some of the issues um, that are affecting Tennessee. Uh, I know you're a conservative. I know you're a constitutionalist. What would be uh, some of the issues on the national level uh, when you get to the Senate that you would like to tackle? Well, um, there are some transportation issues and infrastructure issues that need to be done. We haven't had a real good, solid, long-term infrastructure plan. Now, a lot of people think of road and bridges when you talk about infrastructure, and then coming from my particular industry, you would think that would be my main focus. 
But um, uh, transportation infrastructure covers all kinds of things. It covers the roads and bridges. It covers mm -hmm. the um, railroads. It covers air transportation. It covers port and river transportation. It also covers pipelines and even utility cables. And I've been around this industry most of my life with different things that I've done, some of those other jobs that I talked about. And so I understand all of that and how much of an intricate network it really is. Um, another thing about that, relating to the Constitution, one of those um, one of those 18 enumerated powers, or as I call them, 18 enumerated responsibilities of our government, is interstate commerce. Okay, and I have a very good solid perspective on that because I've dealt with all those facets of the industry. Yes. Um, but, you know, so we do need some major transportation work done. Um, it's something Donald Trump actually uh, what part of his campaign that, you know, after the uh, Democrat takeover of the House, of course, the impeachment farce and all that stuff happened, and I believe we were talking while that was going on the last time. So, um, this is, you know, one of those things that needs to be done. Another thing uh, that needs to be dealt with on a national level is getting the government out of the way, the U.S. federal government. And this is, this is a major problem for all kinds of uh, places in this country. The federal government has stepped way beyond its constitutional limits, and it's... Uh, because of that, it costs us more than we can pay for, not, not even including the uh, dealing with the situation with COVID-19. Okay, it, it, we are way out, of, way out of range on debt. We are way out of range on unfunded liabilities and all that stuff. So all the costs of government, we are so far in debt that, that we're not stealing from our grandchildren anymore. We're stealing from our great-grandchildren. We're stealing from generations that have not yet even been born. And we have to deal with that before it collapses us. You know, a lot of people talk about that, but nobody ever does anything about it. Okay, now this is also in includes some other things, some other minor issues that are, that are national that, that need to be addressed. Um, some of it is uh, environmental, and I'm not necessarily talking about all the stuff that the uh, uh, Democrats are houting on with the Green New Disaster and all that thing, kind of thing. Uh, I'm talking about things like invasive species and other things that, that need to be managed and dealt with in, in the, using the proper constitutional tools. And last but not least, dealing with all that stuff... Uh, all these different federal agencies that everybody hears about, there's so many, you know, we often call them the alphabet soup. Um, all of these different things, they have such broad powers because of the laws that they were based on being broadly written that they overlap each other. They're, they're, they're spending money in the same places. They're doing the same things over and over again in so many ways that it is costing, as I said, those generations yet unborn, more money than they'll ever be able to afford if we don't start cleaning it up now. 
Exactly. I agree with you absolutely. For those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We're always right, never left. In the studio, we have U.S. Senate candidate out of Tennessee, Aaron Pettigrew. And I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, Pettigrew? Pettigrew? Yes, sir. Sir? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pettigrew. And, um, Pettigrew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Pettigrew is in the studio talking about his plans for the nation and plans for Tennessee. You know, you being a truck driver, uh, what are some of the other issues that you have identified that the federal government might be able to legislate to help trucking transportation move more smoothly or more safer? Oh, there's a combination of things. One of the things that's actually starting up in Georgia is they're uh, talking about running interstates parallel to the ones that already exist. They're talking about running interstates that are truck only. This would help with uh, both local transportation issues like morning and evening rush hour. Uh, It would also help... Uh, keep things moving a little more smoothly in the uh, commercial side of it as far as uh, dealing with those same kinds of issues. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Hours of service, which is something a lot of people don't know about unless they, like you said, have a trucker in the family or are one or have been in the industry somewhere. Um, Hours of service need more flexibility. Okay, um, ever since, uh, I would say 2016, might have been 2017, up until then, we used to be able to take a uh, nap break um, and split up our day. During that time, um, that you could, you know, uh, take, a, take a little break during one of those rush hours if you were coming through a major metropolitan area or major interstate intersection type uh, area as well as certain U.S. highways and things like that. And um, when you could do that, you would be off the road, your clock would stop so that you could continue the rest of your day after you took a couple hours nap. All right. Um, Another thing that that same issue caused a problem for was parking. Okay, we have to be able to park where we can get our rest. Um, And and because of that inability to adjust the clock, uh, a lot of places, especially in the areas where uh, trucks are needed to come in and go out of, uh, the truck stops and rest areas where we can park are filled up for the majority of the night, including uh, even now, I will probably have some trouble parking or, you know, uh, all the way up until early in the morning. So we mm-hmm. can't, uh, in a lot of places where we're needed, we can't park uh, just because of the time of day. You know, so, uh, and, and because we can't do that little thing, um, a lot of those places are filled up and we just, we we have no place to go, you know. Um, there, there are different issues we can deal with also to help parking. Um, the commercialization of rest areas, and it doesn't have to be everywhere. It could be just in those um, major areas where there's a lot of freight going in and out. If we could uh, say 
the cost or some of the cost of running a rest area, maybe so many of them wouldn't be closed. And that would also even help travelers in uh, cars as well. That's an excellent idea, and I think that's a great idea. How many hours are you allowed to drive a month, or how many hours are you allowed to drive before you have to take a break uh, by law? Um, in, a, in a single day, um, from the time you start work, um, you have to take a half-hour break. It's, it's required by law. And um, throughout the day, you have 11 hours that you can drive, and you have to get it done as well as that half-hour break. You have to get it done within a total of 14 hours. So if you're sitting and waiting on anything, you know, that's still burning up your time. If you're sitting at a dock waiting on a load to get finished, uh, that's still, you know, affecting your time that you can actually uh, serve the job. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, now, mm-hmm. what about any safety concerns, uh, like speed limit? Is your speed limit too low, or should it be higher for truckers uh, that go interstate? Uh, what do you think about things of that nature? Um, I believe speed limits should be equal, and the reason why is because if you have, uh, which it does happen anyway in certain areas where the speed limits are real high, you know, like say mm-hmm. 70, 75, even, even 80 and 85 in, in some places. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it, it, speed limits should be equal all the way across the board. And the reason why is because when you've got vehicles moving at different speeds, they're having to interact more. They're having to change lanes more. They're having to do things around each other. Um, now, I do think some speed limits are definitely too high for safety's sake, um, but, you know, they're usually in areas where there's a lot of long uh, periods of space, and there isn't very much, um, you know, happening around them, so stretches that are between, like, say, interstate exits are 10, 12, even 20 or 30 miles long. You know, that's where uh, those higher speed limits are more common. But, um, you know, you, you still have wildlife and other things that can cause problems and stuff like that, especially if, you know, uh deer comes out in the road or one of, one of my earliest cases of dealing with wildlife, a truck in front of me blew his air horn at a moose in the road, and the moose turned around and tore up his truck. But, uh, excuse me. Um, but anyway, um, you know, you, you still have some of those some of those problems, but um, you still want to keep the speed equal or at least as close to equal as you can. Uh, now, one of the difficulties there is that because of just plain simple physics, a lot of uh, companies that own trucks, the larger companies especially. Uh, they govern their trucks uh, anywhere around between 62 and, uh, in my case, 67, some up to 70 mile an hour to keep trucks from going so fast that they're uh, burning up Having the fuel. Having technical. Okay. Nope. Mr. Pettigrew, I could not hear you for a minute. I could not hear you. Can you yeah. hear me right now? 
Yeah, I'm hearing you now. I went by a hill. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but, okay. uh, you're working. You're working. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm uh, oh, getting ready okay. to shut her down for the day here soon, but that's okay. I don't, uh, you know, I apologize for uh, losing signal there. I thought it was going to be solid, otherwise I would have parked. Um, but, okay. yeah, I'm, well, actually, I'm actually still working. Okay, listen, we only have a few minutes left, and I'd like to invite you on again. Thank you so much for educating us on interstate, uh, highway safety, transportation, and letting us know your interest in the Constitution and serving the American people. And you do have a lot to offer to the U.S. Senate as a blue-collar worker, helping to keep our roads and transportation infrastructure safe. Before we close, can you please share with my audience if they want to reach out to you or uh, share with the website that you have or if they want to donate or volunteer to your campaign? Can you please that share the information with my audience? Yes, my uh, website is AaronPettigrewForTennessee.com. It's all spelled out. Um, I wasn't able to pick too many shorter ones. Most of them were already taken for some other reason. Um, and uh, my email is pettigrewcampaign at yahoo.com. Uh, my cell phone number, which I actually give away freely so you can reach me personally, is 615-869-8658. My tablet for texting, because it keeps me uh, separated from using it on the road, is uh, 615-713-8448. And you, I also handle all of my social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if you look me up there and you try to reach out to me, you're actually going to talk to me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for your service to the American people. And thank you for wanting to stand up again by running for U.S. Senate, not only to represent Tennessee, but America by protecting the Constitution, the safety of the American people. Thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on today. Thank you again, Chauncey, and I'll be glad to come on any time, whether it's politics or in transportation. I'll be happy to talk with you either way. Thank you so much. God bless you and your family, sir, and have a good evening. God bless. You too. For for those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at Right Talk Host. You can also follow me on Facebook at Right Talk Radio Host. The Chauncey Show is on Twitter. It's on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook. The Chauncey Show, please follow us, subscribe to us. And if you'd like, you can donate to The Chauncey Show at PayPal. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. You can join us every Thursday or every time. If you'd like to come on the show, you could just shoot us an email at chaunceyshow at gmail.com. Or if you're on Facebook, you can go to my Facebook page at Right Talk Radio host, Chauncey I. Brown III, political commentator, and look at my appointment calendar and be more than happy to sign in and view a date that is available for you. In closing, I will all you well, and please stay safe in these very difficult times that we're facing in our country's history. And God bless you all, and have a safe night. Good night now.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.